Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Music on Repeat, hosted by Susie Q. <laughs> This is Music on Repeat, a podcast where I talk to people about the songs that impacted their taste in music. You can find me on iTunes and Stitcher under the name Music on Repeat, or online and on Instagram at musiconrepeat.io. I'm your host, Susie Q. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to episode 13. (laughs) Really? I had to. I'm sorry. Well, I'm lucky enough to have someone from Texas on my podcast today. Taylor Short. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah. I've heard the buzz. You mm-hmm. dying to be on it. Mm-hmm. So I thought we're going to do it. I'm ready to rock. So last week I was in D.C. This week... Um, not in DC. I'm back in Barcelona, but I have another Texas colleague from Austin here with me. And I have to say, you sound a bit more Texan than uh, <laughs> last week's partner. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So Taylor, for <laughs> for those of you who haven't already heard, Taylor has quite the uh, slow Southern drawl going on. And I kind of want to hear more of it. So maybe you can do a little something in a slightly exaggerated Texas accent. Uh, Like Matthew McConaughey? Like Matthew McConaughey. All right. (laughs) I like to drive around in my Lincoln at night, listen to Susie Q's podcast, music on repeat, think about the big questions in life. Like, who am I? Where am I going? Are children small or are they just far away? It's hard to tell sometimes in my Lincoln, but I get by because I listen to Susie Q's podcast. That's, okay. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Taylor. Or should Poor I dismount. say Matthew? So, Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> please tell us about yourself a little bit. Okay. So, we're colleagues, sort of, <laughs> from like sister companies. Yeah. Grew up in Dallas, Texas. But you're uh, from... I live in Austin now. You're from a different town in Texas. Oh, I'm from Rowlett, Texas. <laughs> and nobody knows where that is. But it's 20 minutes east of Dallas, so I just say okay. Dallas. I just wanted to hear you say Rowlett. Rowlett. <laughs> it's meant to sound Texan. It does, especially when you say it. It's kind of gross. I don't think when I say it. Maybe not so much. It's not a fun town. I think most people Let's say that. Let's go with Dallas. About, okay. You're All from right. Dallas. Home of the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. America's team. God's team. If yeah. I believed in a God... <laughs> <laughs> he would love the Cowboys, right? Um, I, I, I would I have to know. ask him. I don't know. Okay, so you work at in Software Austin. Advice. I write for them, write content, and manage some of the people on the team. And why are you in Barcelona? Uh, some vacation, but also uh, work. So you're just living it up? Yeah. Enjoying the Barcelona lifestyle? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you love it. This is your first time in Europe. In Europe. This I've is... only been to Iceland and Mexico. Okay, so, wow, Iceland, Mexico, and Spain. That's very mm. random <laughs> collection of countries that you've been to. Yeah, I'm, I'm working my way out to the rest okay. of the world. I'm actually quite excited for this episode in particular because I am completely out of my depth in the mm. kind of music that we are about to talk about. That's why I wanted to you're gonna come s- on. You're going to teach me a lot. Some and variety. I think you're going to teach my listeners a lot. Okay. But uh, should we just start with the first song and stop with a suspense? Let's rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, Taylor. Yeah. What was that? That was my favorite band of all time, forever. Your the favorite Mars band Volta. of all time, forever. The Mars Volta. Okay. The song is called Ariatarka. Ariatarka. It's a very complicated name to pronounce. I don't know what it means. Could it mean um, that Indian restaurant we went to in Austin at the last offsite called Tarka? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, I mean, this band is from Texas, so it is possible. I think they predate the restaurant. So maybe the restaurant is... Uh, They're big fans, I think, yeah. ...to the Mars Volta. They should be. Everybody should be. Okay. Okay, so tell us um, about this band and about this song, because I don't really know that much about okay. this genre. Sure. So I first heard about this band in high school. I remember. I can picture where I was. I was in my friend's car, rolling around Rowlette. <laughs> And she put this album on, uh, 05-ish. 03. 03, you're it's right, you're right. It's from a very aptly titled album called Deloused in the Comatorium. <laughs> That's correct. Deloused means to like... Get rid of get lice. lice. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, in the lyrics, there's a lot of Grey's Anatomy type language, like a lot of like medical terms okay. and stuff that he uses. That's it's, interesting. It's weird. Anyway... The first second of this album that I heard, I was in love with it. it. It just resonated with me. And that was the first time you heard the band as well? At all, yeah. Okay. And to kind of go back into their history a little bit, I first heard the Mars Volta, but the singer and the guitarist for the Mars Volta came from a band called At The Drive-In, mm-hmm. which was a very, very influential post-hardcore band. Okay. In the late 90s, early 2000s, very influential. And they got a lot of attention. They had an, a really big hit song called One Arm Scissor, which you may recognize. I don't know. Maybe if I heard it. Maybe. Not by name. They were a little more punkish. They came out with their biggest album in, I guess, 01 or something, 02. And the guitarist, who is really the mind behind the whole band, he writes most of the music completely, all of it. He was like, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. So he just broke. <laughs> at the peak of their powers, they broke up because of him. Because they had gotten so famous, that the record studio was like, well, we want another one of this. Okay, we so it was start like pumping the classic, out the hits. And they were uh, like... Yeah, classic story of record labels demanding more. Exactly. Okay. And they ain't about that. So, <laughs> so the singer and the guitarist, the singer is uh, Cedric Bixler Zavala. And the guitarist is Omar Rodriguez Lopez. And they started the Mars Volta. And they came out with an EP. So these two are basically the Mars Volta. They are the Mars Volta, okay. yeah. So when you see pictures of the Mars Volta, it's them too. Okay. But yeah, from then on, I, they have seven albums. Okay. And they're the best band I've ever heard. But So I read that they're no longer together. No. Um, but that they may reunite? Or is that like a legend? The thing about both of them is they're unpredictable. Personality-wise? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They're kind of dicks too. Okay. A lot of artists are, right? Yeah, I mean, that's no excuse. It's not. But not to other people. They're just like, they don't care about what their fans think. They just, they, they just, do their own thing. Omar has a ton of uh, side projects and side bands. Okay. And does solo albums. And he releases literally like 15 albums a year. Wow. That is a lot of albums. A lot of it's not great. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing that much. A lot of it's not great. It's like Woody Allen, right? Yeah. Like maybe one in ten of his yeah. movies are all right. <laughs> never seen a Woody Allen movie. You've never seen a Woody Allen movie? No, I'm not. A, I don't watch a lot oh, of movies. Come on, Taylor. I'll get on it. Okay. If you watch some Woody Allen movies, I'll listen to some of this guy's. Okay, I'll send you some more. Okay. Um, okay, so back to this specific song. Yes. Area Tarka. So, this is the first full length album, and I picked this song. This was really difficult because I picked this song because it has a lot of energy. I mm-hmm. think it showcases a lot of their sound. 
It's very dynamic. It's very quick. Mm -hmm. I love it because it sounds like punk music from the year 2532. Okay. Like it sounds like future punk. Okay. Yeah. But what would you categorize this band as? What would you categorize them? I mean, most people would call them like a prog rock. Prog rock, right. But I think my favorite part of this band is the fact that all of them actually are from either Puerto Rico or Mexico or El Paso. So the Latin influence is there. Maybe not so much in this song, but there are definitely a lot of songs where you can really heavily hear the latin influence they use salsa bass lines a lot they use bongo solos flutes so um, i guess that's quite horns that's quite unique for the genre no one else really sounds like them they sound like led zeppelin went to a mexican desert and did acid okay (laughs) (laughs) and i love it and you love it (laughs) yeah so you also play some instruments. Mm-hmm. What do you play? I can play guitar and bass and drums. And I own a violin, but never oh. got great at it. I'm best at guitar because I play it the most. Okay. And I've played it the longest. Okay. So did the guitar playing come before or after you heard of the Mars Volta? Much before. I, I started playing guitar. I started taking lessons around 13, Okay. I think. Okay. And at that time, I was into kind of like alternative rock. Yeah. You know, nothing that... Extreme. No. My favorite band back then, there's a band called Finger Eleven. Do you I, remember them? Of course I know Finger Eleven. I liked them a lot, so I'd learn a lot of their songs. And Did you ever like The Used? Coheed and Cambria was a big band of mine, too. Okay. I still like them. The Used? Or were they too commercial? No, I wasn't really into them, but it's in the same... It's in the same... Sphere of it was a bit pop screamy. punk kind of yeah. sphere, emo sphere, yeah. I, uh... I dabbled a bit in the used. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I respect them. Maybe not so much my flavor, though. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. So did this inspire you at all to pick up more instruments or to get in a band? Or have you been in a band? I was in a band. band? I was in a band in high school around that time. The thing about the Mars Volta is Omar Rodriguez Lopez is such a good guitarist. I can't touch it. He's too good. But you can... I've learned like a couple of the songs, but not all the way through because he's... He's really good. <laughs> he's a lefty, and he's friends with Flea and John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right, which gives you a little bit yeah, of insight. and Into the level of skill. I mean, they're the best of the they're best. They're some of the best ever, and he collaborates with them a lot. So, And they played on one of the albums. The, the this Mars album, um, actually all the bass lines are recorded by Flea. Oh, wow. Omar wrote the bass lines, and they had another bassist who played on tour with them, but mm-hmm. Flea actually recorded it. Oh, cool. So and they have John Frusciante's, yeah, John Frusciante has um, recorded some of their stuff on some of their albums, too. Flea played trumpet on their next album. No, I'm sorry, on the album after this oh, one. Oh, right, okay. After the one, okay. the song we heard, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of layers to this band, and I hear new things every time I listen to them. Mm-hmm. It's a band you want to listen to with nice headphones, because there's a lot going on. Yeah. I don't know if you had heard in the clip, but there's an organist. Uh-huh. There's maybe... At this point in time, it shifted a lot. But at this point in time, there's maybe six or seven people in the band. And one of them was named Ike Owens. Um, he's a guy who played keyboards. And a lot of the time, it was like salsa style keyboard mm-hmm. or organ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives sort of a funkiness to it. Like a little soulfulness yeah, in the yeah. background to kind of like highlight everything else. The guitar tone is amazing. It's not just power chords. Yeah. It's a lot of detail in the chords. The bassist is incredible. Okay. And they've always had really good drummers. The drummer for this album he's really good he ended up playing with zach de la rocha from raging the machine yeah he ended up playing with them he plays with queens of the stone age now he's their drummer now oh wow so a lot of intermingling there yes (laughs) they're very involved in a lot of other bands okay fair enough so 
this is like progressive rock. Maybe it's a little bit intense. Maybe it's a little bit intense. Frantic. A bit frantic. Sure. Your next song takes that to new extremes. <laughs> so shall we go into that one? Let's do it. Because I'm kind of excited to talk about it. I'm surprised you like this one a little bit more. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay, so first of all, huge disclaimer, that song is a 10-minute song, and it's also extremely complex and changes like five times. So mm-hmm. it could be five different songs. Yeah. But I played your favorite clip on request. It's not my favorite clip. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I didn't get to the softer part. But tell us what the hell that was. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my newer favorite bands called Death Heaven. The song is called Luna off their newest album, New Bermuda. Okay, so I feel like I have so many questions. I want your thoughts on this. I mean, this is way out of my league Mm-hmm. I've never volunteer- <laughs> voluntarily listened to this kind of music. Mm. But having said that, when you sent me this song, well, first when I put it on, I was like, oh my God, I can't. But then I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. And I was quite surprised, mostly at the bit between, I think it's like 609. Sort of the bridge, like I guess. Seven-ish. Mm-hmm. There's this beautiful part in it that to me sounds like it could be Explosions in the Sky, which is, as everyone knows, one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. And... I've kind of been fast-forwarding the song and listening yeah. to that bit, but you don't really care about that bit. I'm sure that's the least <laughs> no, exciting I, bit of the song for you. No, if any part of that song came out, it wouldn't be the same. You need all that in context. Okay. That's why I love this band, because they have all of that. Okay, so this is a band called Deaf Heaven. Mm-hmm. Great um, name. Yeah, great name. Probably mm-hmm. accurate. I feel like I've been going deaf a little bit, listening <laughs> to it all week. <laughs> mm-hmm. How would we categorize this? So you can call them an American black metal band. I think that's what they call themselves, but a lot of people have named them as Black Gaze, G-A-Z-E. <laughs> Zed for all those uh, there you international go. listeners. That's right. So, <laughs> which is a combination of black metal and shoegaze. Um, and shoegaze I'm a fan of. So that's, sure. that little bit is probably the shoegaze bit that right. I'm excited about. Right. And actually this band got quite a bit of attention for their album before this. Not because they were the first to do that kind of sound. There are other bands that have done that before, but for some reason got very popular because they were doing a, a metal sound that was a little bit different. Um, and actually a lot of metal purists mm-hmm. hate this band. Really? Because they're because not, it's too, they're not cult e- enough. Okay. <laughs> it's dumb. Taylor roll his eyes. <laughs> I like a lot of really heavy stuff. This is like a seven on heaviness. Okay. I've got some I got some other stuff I'll show you later. But Okay. So how did you get from the Mars Volta to this? Or was that already in the mix when you were listening to the Mars Volta? Back then I still listened to some heavier stuff, but nothing quite like this. 
Okay. I listened to you know, hardcore punk, like that band Converge, mm -hmm. and some screamier stuff from like the emo <laughs> and like the screamo, as they screamo call it. kind of things. <laughs> There's a band called Blood Brothers who was around in that time, and they had two singers who both screamed. It'd give you a headache, but oh I love them a lot. And yeah, so as far as heavy music goes, I've definitely it's it's a little bit like a drug or a spicy food. It's like you just you keep, keep upping it, up your... upping it, and upping uh. it. And actually, at this point, I think I've hit a wall with one okay. of these bands. There's anywhere. one band that I'm like, I don't know if I want to go okay, what, beyond this. What band is that? It's a band called Nails. Nails. I mean, the name right there. I've seen them live and it's like, it's a physical experience. It's a little bit oppressive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. it's great. So what appeals to you about this kind of music? Uh, you're just normal Andy Samberg, Michael Sarah lookalike. You're not a goth, at least not right now. <laughs> nah. If you look at these guys, they aren't either. They just look like dudes. Yeah. So I'm so not knowledgeable about this scene. So what appeals to you about this? Um, it's just... Because I guess it's not the aesthetic. No, because there are a lot of black metal bands and death metal bands who... It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Like fans of metal sometimes. It's a lifestyle. You yeah. always dress in black. I mean, a lot of the bands put death paint on their face. Yeah. Like, corpse paint yeah. it's called i saw some photos I which was came out. from the original norwegian black metal scene tell um, me a bit about that do you know much about the norwegian i mean basically Is that where it started? basically black metal started in norway because life was too good there still is and there's a lot of spoiled kids who didn't have anything to rail against they couldn't create their own punk music because they didn't have anything to rebel against to rebel against oh, so well, here comes black metal guess, right and then they started burning churches and killing each other. Oh, that escalated quickly. Mm. It did. <laughs> They're a bunch of idiots, but they started this whole thing, kind of. If you really want to go back to it, I mean, yeah, Black go. Sabbath. Okay. Kind of started. That's called heavy metal. But what was but, heavy you know, metal back then is not. No. Listen, like I've listened to Black Sabbath and I'm it's like. It's called. What's... It's technically called heavy metal. I know, but and when one... I listen, I'm like, what's the big deal? This is like soft rock. Back then, though. <laughs> it was hardcore. That was what they had. You know? Yeah. But now, like, this is beyond. Right. And so my dad listened to a lot of rock music growing up. Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, for okay. sure. Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. See, like, I love Led Zeppelin. I would never think of them as heavy No, I'm not saying. Rock. I wouldn't say that that led me toward the metal side but it certainly led me toward rock in general right. okay that makes sense um, but also you know we listened to like elton john and um carol king and mm -hmm. i got a little bit of everything oh lots of Jimi hendrix okay so you're not into the aesthetic you're more into the metal in general i think it's just like the kind of the most raw direct version of rock or music maybe maybe it's, it's very primal it's very primal. That is like, true. You get what you pay for when you get metal. Like it's, it is what it is. It's there's no subtext to it. Yeah, it's just very passionate. You can't put clean vocals over that. No, I mean I would argue you shouldn't put any vocals over. That. <laughs> there's um, bands like that. There's plenty of bands that you might be into. So in terms of this whole vocal delivery, I got a lot of thoughts on screaming. Okay, so A, Y, and B, do you know what the hell they're talking about? Or does anyone mm -hmm. do these metal albums when you used to buy the CDs? Do they come with the lyrics Sometimes. printed on the inside? Some, a lot of them would, okay. yeah. Um, so question A, why? 
because it sounds badass. Okay, and that's like your inner <laughs> badass coming um, out? Because you're also just... another one of these nice podcast guests of mine, just like a nice friendly guy yeah. <laughs> that goes home and listens to black metal. I think it's pretty well known that like a lot of metal fans are pretty calm dudes because... okay. That's where you get your aggression out. Okay. You hear this and like it pumps you up. It's like drinking a Red Bull. It gets my heart racing, makes me drive faster. Um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but yeah, it's just a very direct, emotional, passionate. You can't listen to this song and say, these guys aren't really trying that hard. Oh, they're giving it a hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. You know, they really believe in maybe. what they're doing. I can feel that. Question B. Yeah. What's the deal with the vocals? I've thought about this for a long time. It's why do I like screaming and a lot of people don't? I don't know what it is exactly. I think it comes down to the same thing. It's clearly a passionate thing. It matches the aggressiveness of the music. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of different ways to do it. It's best to think of screaming vocals in metal as another instrument, not necessarily as the focal point. Okay. Well, because you can't really understand what they're saying anyway. Doesn't Most matter. Of the time. It doesn't matter. It's just there to express that. You can look rage. it up if you want, but it's really it's what does it sound like? How does it fit with the music? There are some bands. There's a band Dillinger Escape Plan who's heavier than this one, and you can pretty much make out what he's saying. He's he enunciates pretty well. He's one of the best metal vocalists ever. Um, but does he scream it? Oh yeah. <laughs> he's incredibly dynamic. He sings too, though. He's got a great voice, but on a dime, it. he'll turn into a caged animal, a rabid jaguar. <laughs> so, so the lyrics aren't really important. What they're saying not isn't necessarily. Really, like, so because I, I saw you singing along a little bit there. I know. I mean, I know the lyrics. But how do you know them? Did you look them up? How do you yes. know what the words he's saying? You looked them up. I have looked those lyrics up, but I can kind of make them out a little bit. But did you look it up so you could sing along, or you looked no. it up because you just wanted to know what? I used to be able to do it myself. Oh my god, you did that! But I can't. Doesn't that fuck up your vocal yes. cords? There's tricks to Put, it. Like a little voice box in the back of your throat. No, actually, one of the tricks is, especially live, a lot of the metal singers will, you know, hold it pretty close to their mouth. Oh. And it's more of a throat part, not like a full, like, okay. chest. Okay, all right. But that's usually what they do. They go full out for the recording, so it sounds good. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways of screaming. There's different <laughs> styles. There's real deep guttural, like sometimes they call them cookie monster vocals. Okay. I tend to prefer a little bit higher pitch, like a rabbit animal. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just vicious. I don't know why some people don't like it. I mean, I feel like I, it's I don't know why some people do like it. <laughs> I get yeah. I get it. it. And maybe it's an acquired taste, too. Uh, probably. I mean, you know. Maybe I'll start liking it because I do like this one little section yeah. of the song. I think so many people listen to like, you know, what's popular and the style of pop music in general is 99% about the vocals. Mm -hmm. The music is like there to support the vocal. That's kind of it. That's Metal is not the same. It's, okay, it's just the music. Everything's on the same playing field. Don't think of the vocals as vocals. Think of them as another instrument. Because a lot of time in metal songs, the vocals would be pushed back in the mix a little bit. So it's not like right in your face. Okay. So it kind of blends in a little bit with the rest of it do you think because i find the vocals the most off-putting part about this kind of music mm -hmm. like i think the drums are cool the guitar's cool you know it's fast whatever mm -hmm. but when the vocals come on i'm like Ugh. do you do, do you think that makes it kind of more hardcore like if it would be much more potentially mainstream if there wasn't those screamy vocals yes there's definitely that aspect of this is for us 
Yeah. You're not allowed. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, yeah. Of a, there's a little bit of that. I'm sure that's part of the philosophy behind the origins of it. Think about Black Sabbath. Yeah. Why were they heavy? Because they want to push people's buttons. They were yeah. pushing against yeah. modern society at the time, which wanted everything to be bright and happy like yeah. the Beatles. Or like Norway. <laughs> or like Norway. <laughs> Sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, I've been there multiple times. It's, uh, it's Oh, like, there you go. Yeah, you're right here. It's a very nice place, yeah. Uh, okay, so back to this specific song, Luna. Why did you choose this song of all the metal songs? I think if some of those metal purists hear this podcast, they would just shake their fist at me because a- this is not real metal. And in some ways, I thought about that too. I almost picked other songs because it's a little more representative of what metal and yeah. this is like, I mean, one thing about metal is there's a bajillion subgenres that don't really matter. Yeah, I delved a little bit into that through my research. And it's obnoxious. I, yeah, I couldn't really keep it all straight, it doesn't to be matter. honest. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, I kind of like categorizing them because I'm a human being and we, we like compartmentalizing things. But no, this band is just, I think I love them because they combine the ferocity of metal with, you know, post-rock like Cigarettes or mm-hmm. Explosions in the Sky, mm-hmm. where it's instrumental. It's real pretty. It mm-hmm. builds into a crescendo. And I love that this band combines both of those things in one. So like the uplifting major chords, along with the really fast blast beats, along with the screaming, it's, it's every emotion like just melding together. together and it's, it makes you happy. It's everything or, or I angry, want. It's everything I want. Makes you happy, sad, angry, all at the same time. Because I love, yes. Because <laughs> I love post-rock a lot too. Okay. Sigurosa is one of my favorite bands. Okay. You yeah. get a little bit of the brutality, a little bit of the... Um, Sentimentality. Right. That... Yeah, a little bit of the motion, sweetness, a little bit of the sour. Sweet and sour. Yeah, a little sweet and sour. (laughs) Sweet and sour. Yeah. And this band, have you ever seen them live? I've seen them about four times. Four times? Where are they from? They're from San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, four times. Okay. It's always been in Austin. They're awesome live. So, did you ever play in a band then, a metal band? Uh, We weren't a metal band. I was in a crappy band in high school. We sounded like crappy Foo Fighters, which (laughs) I don't know what your thoughts are on Foo Fighters, but... Uh, I think, you know, crappier than that, if that's how you <laughs> think of them. Because I joined late as a lead guitarist and didn't actually help write anything, really. Oh, so you guys were writing your own stuff? Yeah, it was original stuff, but I came in late. They were friends from high school. And actually, the drummer went on to be a finalist on American Idol. As a drummer? Or as a, as a singer? singer? Oh, which season of American Idol? Was it, it was Guarini? somewhat no <laughs> later than that. Um, it had been on for a few years. His name was Jason Castro. He had dreads. I feel like I remember. And him. he had a ukulele and he played like Over the Rainbow so or something like that. You were in a band with him. Yeah. Wow, that's your claim to fame. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that and all your software but writings. My bylines. But yeah, we were in that band. We were called Farewell. Just <laughs> so stupid. And we won the Rowlett Battle of the Bands. Oh, you guys won. We won. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> I got 50 bucks. Hey, that's a lot for a, what, 16 16, 17, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it was a good time. Okay, so now you're not playing. You're playing, you're not playing. I play guitar. I play guitar by myself. You don't want to play in a band. I like just picking songs that I like and trying to learn them front to back. Okay. And then play along with them. Fair enough. So we won't be seeing you at the next South by Southwest. No, that's not my job. That's not my trajectory. My dream job is a metal drummer. Well, there's always a chance, Taylor. Taylor, I think you have to try. I should have learned drums a long time ago. But you've learned them. I taught myself how to. That's pretty cool. Um... 
I'm not great. I'm all right. I've always wanted to learn drums as well. It's fun. But I don't really want to be in a metal band. Just a normal rock band? Yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? With no screaming. Maybe we can start our own band. Can you scream? I mean, not when I'm singing. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Uh, good. (laughs) I'm on drums, you're screaming. That's it. Oh, right. I mean, that could be be a new genre of, a new subgenre of black metal called... We got nothing. I got, <laughs> we nothing. got nothing. Let's, <laughs> let's scratch that idea. Let's scratch that. Okay. Ideas out of the door. Okay. Well, I think that's it, Taylor. Can we not go for two more hours? I mean, we could. Do you all have right. anything else you, you know, want to add? I would say, since I've listened to all your podcasts. Oh, yeah. You are one of my biggest all of fans. Them, except for the newest one, because you just uploaded it. Yeah. But I'll forgive that. I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Helps with road trips. <laughs> No one's brought on heavier music, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that, like, people who like metal are very angry and, like, yeah. disturbed inside and stuff. <laughs> so you wanted to... We're all, we're all just normal folks. You just, wanted uh, to set the record straight yeah. that metal fans are not weirdos. Not, well, I mean, at least not for of, that reason. You know, I take that back. A lot of us are. But you're pretty normal. <laughs> I'm pretty normal. You're pretty normal on yeah. the scale of metal weirdness, I'd say. You're, I think so. You're just normal. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Listen to metal, everybody. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. That's Taylor's uh, PSA for metal music. Yeah. Give it a shot. And Give start shot. with Luna at six minutes and nine seconds. <laughs> then no, you'll no, love just, metal. No, just start it from the beginning. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, I have this new part of the show where I I got this cool stamp from my sister. (laughs) And it's uh, the shape of a tape. It's your logo. Just like my logo. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and stamp Taylor. This officially means you've been on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Am I the first to get this one? You're the first (gasps) to get this stamp. I'm not sure how it's going to um, work. I'm not going to wash it off. You can never. Yeah, get it really. Did I get it in there? It's permanent and it never comes off. I worked at Michaels for four years. You don't. You can't fool me. You worked at Michaels for four years. Yeah. Um. So you know what they say about glitter? I still have some on me from that time. But you know what they say? It is the herpes of the craft world. Oh, it never goes away. It never goes away. Yeah. So you still got glitter from the four years at Michaels. Somewhere, yeah. I also grew a deep appreciation and love for Martha Stewart. So heavy metal fans also like Martha Stewart. Oh. I love baking, too. Oh, my God. Taylor. Ladies, Taylor's single, by the way. (laughs) He loves Martha Stewart and baking, and Uh, he plays three instruments. If that's not impressive, (laughs) I don't know what is. (laughs) And also, ladies, Taylor has this very nice, deep... I mean, you've heard it this whole episode. the intro? You have a very nice, deep voice, Thank you. You have a great radio voice. Thank you. Well, maybe we could be radio buddies. Thanks. That'd be fun. We could start some sort of... International podcast. podcast. Yeah, about stamps. Metal. Metal and stamps. (laughs) Metal and stamps. Let's just do stamps, actually, and Martha Stewart. (laughs) Okay, ready? I think this stamp has... Hit me. I think it's um, it's pretty big, pretty large. I'm going to have to put it on your arm. Do what you got to do. All right. Let's see if this works. What's going on? Oh, that looks cool. That'd be a sweet tattoo. Yeah. I think that's your next tattoo. That looks really cool. You know, I do need one here just to even Taylor. things out. But... And then you can write my podcast name on it because oh, this was obviously the best experience of your life. <laughs> it's up there. It really is. Okay, awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming out um, on your vacation. It's one of the highlights. Aw. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I'm going to play us out with my favorite part of the song. Okay. And uh, then people can hear why I love it. All right. Thanks, Taylor. Thank Thanks, you. Ben. And um, we'll see y'all next time. Come on down, y'all. Y'all come on back now, you hear? <laughs> and we're out.